Hey fam, it's Mariah, and welcome to Calvary Conversations, where we simplify God's Word to reach today's culture by casting down arguments through real, radical testimonies and biblical conversations. Now let's get started. Welcome to Calvary Conversations. My name is Mariah, and today we have the first Skype interview in a really long time. So I am first with my friend and bestie, Carissa Garcia. Hi. Chris has been on the podcast before, so we'll link her testimony in the description below. Carissa is our social media girl and coffee lover and all things Jesus and (laughs) Bible. And also Carissa is going to the Lord willing. Well, actually you've been doing a practice, but on our worship team so it's exciting praise god and um so we are going to interview our friend and we'll we'll have carissa introduce her because i don't know how long you've known her but our guest christina Woo! i don't want to butcher your last name so christina (laughs) say your (laughs) say your last name for us uh boudreaux boudreaux it's a lot of a lot of vowels. It's okay. Every vowel but I. Yeah. <laughs> We've had you in the podcast before, so we're gonna put your testimony in the description below. So everyone check that out. You have an amazing story. Oh, we interviewed you. Was that twenty twenty? I think it was. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But yeah, you know what? When I looked at my Skype, it said one year ago because mm-hmm. I never used Skype. So yeah. Oh. But um, so Carissa, when she came to the church, we just connected because we were like, we both know Christina. Yeah, that's crazy. So how do you know Christina? Um, let's see. I met Christina. I met at the Bible College, right? Yeah. Bible College. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I was a student there and Christina was a part of our um, on the edge, right? The um, youth discipleship program. And so she would come and um, serve in that program. And because I was on campus and there were times where I knew a lot of the same students and counselors that we would just like all hang out. And let me tell you, this girl is the one that actually encouraged me in like the spiritual gifts and to pray about them mm. and to walk in them. So like, girl, you really encouraged me. And like, we would talk about all the things with, you know, missions and full-time ministry and boys and all these things that she was like, yes, like my girl, we're going to pray and like all these mm. things. And so, yes, it's so good to be reunited with you. Love you. You've been such an encouragement to mm. me. And at the Bible college, yeah, like the Lord and especially really hard season, like the Lord sent you. And I think that's where our friendship mm. really solidified and really grew. So a special place in my heart yes it's awesome loves the lord and yeah just an mm. encouragement to many many other women Amen. Out there too. so maybe also christina can you give like a short summary of what you're doing right now in your life and what that looks like yeah so uh right now i tour full-time with the whosoever's and i also do a lot of uh, ministry outside the whosoever's my home church is calvary chapel golden springs it's Raw Reese's church mm-hmm. uh that's where the whosoever's are based out of and so we um, doing a lot of stuff with the whosoever's, but also doing a lot of other like women's things, uh, back full time as a plus size model, because I just truly believe this is a time more than any time that this generation of girls just needs to know their worth and beauty in the Lord. And so it's been really just a really sweet season, to be honest with you in the Lord, with the Lord, just loving his people at the beginning of this year, I said, Jesus, my life belongs to you. Like wherever you take me, whatever you want me to do, I'm just here for that. 
So it's been really, really sweet. Mm, Praise God. And I saw one of your posts and it was about, I think, just like eating disorders and things like that, which we have a lot of people with that same story just coming out of that and still, you know, struggling or getting tempted because you think, you know, you just go to rehab and someone prays over you and you're going to be fine. But um, we can get we. We can get into that maybe another time, but is there anything you would like to share about that and um, kind of what that post was talking about with that struggle nowadays with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right now, just encounter my journey as a plus size model began out of my journey of over the Lord restoring my life from a seven year battle of anorexia and bulimia. And uh, as I meet so many young girls now, there's so many young girls struggling with eating disorders. of Americans, according to a recent magazine, have disordered eating uh, because of a lot of the extreme diets and fads and all those things. And so for me, um, my main thing is to bring like obviously awareness to it, but to walk people through healing that is only found in Christ because you can't find healing uh, from eating disorders apart from Christ because it's an identity issue and you know and a perfection issue and you got to go back to the creator for him to work that out you know and so a great resource is actually one of my mentors her her name is jennifer strickland she has an amazing book called girl perfect with a bible study guide mm-hmm. amazing life-changing book you know i encourage so many people to go through it if you are struggling with that it really gets into the nitty-gritty of uh the why and points everything back to christ and it's very bible bible based mm-hmm. so yeah that's good. I feel like that's also a good segue into our conversation because I think women think that the only way they can get into a relationship or find love is if they look this certain way, either this body type or all these things. So they're forming themselves into not the image of God, but the image of like what a man wants of them and what the world tells them, like, you got to look like this and you have to be this way. The Instagram. Yeah. And I get attacked with that myself. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get married March 25th. And I feel the struggle of there. I was telling this to Carissa yesterday. I'm like, there's nothing against wedding videos, nothing at all. But for me personally, I can't do a wedding video because it will be this like thing where I feel like, this is going to be my Lord willing, like not Lord willing, but it is going to be my first kiss ever. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like that there's like this whole big thing with that and like how my hair is and my dress and if my skin's perfect and like all these mm-hmm. things. And if the reception's fun and I'm just like, this is what the world teaches you in Hallmark and Hollywood, but none of that matters. Like, mm-hmm. and so what would you girls say, you know, to your, cause for those who don't know what this podcast is going to be, it's kind of our transition into the month of February with, you know, we know Valentine's Day is February 14th. You either love it or hate it. Like everyone is just either crazy and posting all these lovey-dovey things of their significant other or people are like, oh, I hate Valentine's Day. It's so annoying. And I do believe that it's very commercialized and it's about getting money and all this stuff. And But I, I and I think you should love the person the people like your spouse or whoever every day of the year but um I think (laughs) this is a time that a lot of people are struggling and hurting and lonely and so what would you say to maybe because both of you guys are either almost 32 or 32 you guys same age I'll be 32 in two weeks and then Christina Christina are you 31 
I am 33 now. What would you say to those in their 20s who are like, I got to get married now. I need to be in a relationship and I have to look this way. And if I want to be in a relationship, I have to do this, this, this and that. What would you say like advice to someone who's really struggling with that anxiety of being in a relationship or wanting to be? Uh, Yeah, you know, that's such a great question, Mariah, just because you know, I meet so many single people on a regular basis. And I don't know why, like I, I made like, I made a promise to the Lord, just like, you you know, I made promise to the Lord when I was, when I gave my heart to him at the age of six, that I wanted to go on my first date with my husband. And I'm 33 and I have yet to go on my first date. And so be, be careful what you promise the Lord. But honestly, for me, it was such a thing where I knew that God has kept me all these years. And of course, there's been people that I've liked. There's been people that I thought something was maybe going to happen with that God closed the door on. And, you know, in the church, right? Like, I, you know, me and Carissa, like I had, you know, served at the Marietta Bible College, you know, doing like purity conferences for girls and all these things. And I always knew deep down, to be honest with you, that I was going to be single for a long period of time because my deepest desire as a young girl was to be like a missionary. And that's what I've done. And some people have different desires. And for me, like having a spouse and children was kind of more like towards the bottom of the list for me. Like it was my deepest desire to go to India. Like this year, I'm going back to India this summer and speaking in the schools to the girls. I'm going back to Chile and doing the same thing. And I'm living in what I've always dreamed of doing. And, but for some girls, like their dream, which is a God given desire is to like be married and have a mother. And God just gives us all different desires and different passions. And for me, I know that when I do get married, that my husband, you know, uh, just biblically, that is my first marriage, you know, having children, that's my Um, sorry, that's my first ministry and having children, that is your first ministry. And so at this time, I've truly treasured this time God has given me. I see it as valuable. I spend my time loving Jesus. Last year, I said, Lord, teach me how to play guitar because I wanted to be able to worship on the road. And I'm now like leading worship, you know, as I go different places, like there is a JV and varsity girls basketball team at a high school up where we're at called Oaks Christian. So yesterday with these girls, I was able to like open up, you know, I did a Devo for them that I did a time of like afterglow, like leading worship, you know, and having a time of response and with, you know, guitar and singing. And I just honestly, I'm in a really sweet season with the Lord, but, and I do have people, right. I do have people that ask me, do you want to be married? I also have people that try to set me up with people that I'm thinking, why would you ever think that is even my flavor remotely, right? Um, But to be honest with you, a lot of people view singles in the church as a disease that needs to be cured when actually the singles are such an answer to fulfilling the call that the Lord has in the earth to go, right? To go and be disciples, to go and be missionaries, which is why my encouragement to young people is to first and foremost know who the Lord is you know, just as your father, your friend, your counselor, your savior, be satisfied in him, know your identity in him and ask him, what is the calling and purpose for my life? Because before God ever called you to have a purpose and calling with someone else, he first called you to have your own purpose and calling that he desires to walk out. I can't tell you 
how many friends in ministry that I was at their wedding. I'm talking youth pastors, youth pastors, wives, worship leaders that are now divorced, especially within our movement, within our church movement we're at now divorced Mm -hmm. with two kids. Why? Because they never were satisfied in the Lord and their Mm -hmm. singleness. So they got married. Yeah, they got married thinking someone will satisfy them or that someone else will give them their purpose or identity. And as a result, they became bitter with their spouse because they said, well, I never was able to go do this or you're holding me back from my calling. They resent their children and you have a couple of small kids that are so sad having to bear the burden of a parent who, who resents them because they see their kids as, as, as something that's holding them back from whatever they feel like they have to do. So I tell young people or anyone who's single, know your identity in the Lord and be satisfied in him. Because when you're married, you and your spouse, it's not a honeymoon. I'm telling you, as a single person, I don't know why all the married people come to me. My married sisters come to me and vent all their issues. And I hear it all the time, dude, especially as we travel with the whosoever. I'm like a stranger to people. So people feel comfortable whipping out their skeletons with me. And I'm just like, you know about how even in ministry, so many pastor's wives, dude, I'm telling you, my pastor's wives out there, you got to know who you are in the Lord. And in your singleness, fulfill your calling. Because once you're getting to a relationship and you're married, you have to continually know that God is enough for you. And he has to be enough for you now. Because if he's not enough for you now, he won't be enough for you in a relationship. Know who you are in the Lord. Uh, and then ask the Lord, what is it that's my purpose? What's my calling? And walk it out. And as you walk out that calling, God will bring you someone that complements that to where you could walk that out together. You know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of girls don't know their identity. And because they don't know their identity, they don't know their purpose. So they end up uh, they end up with a guy that is called to something that they don't even have a heart for. And then the whole vicious cycle continues, you know? So that would be like my nutshell version. Yes. Of, you know, advice, but Carissa, what would you say? Cause I I know (laughs) know you got some things. I've got some things. Um, yeah. As I was listening to you, I was like, man, like, and I think this was something that I struggled with for a really long time too, of just hearing like the stories of like, how you were saying, like you're waiting for your husband and all these things. And like, I don't have that story, you know, like I even like coming to the Lord and surrendering my life to the Lord. I feel like there's all, there was always a, um, like a, a pursuit or like a suitor of some kind. And I had a really hard time when I would hear other girls like share their stories of like, Oh, singleness and all this stuff. But they had the story of like, I'm waiting and I'm like the Lord, you know, I haven't felt prompted to date anyone. And I'm like, man, like, do I, am I really not attuned with the Lord? Like, cause I have a lot of these, um, the, the seasons or testimonies that the Lord did allow a, a pursuer and a suitor and they were godly and we were seeking the Lord and, and we sought counsel and, and all those things. And so for a long time, I was like, did I hear wrong from the Lord? Like, did I not hear correctly? And I think that's kind of what the Lord has shown me of, um, just the redemption and like the, the newness that the Lord can do, because it just seemed like there was always, whether it was my flesh or what, or we slapped the God label on it. But there are a lot of times where I was like, Lord, this is good. And like, why did you say no? Or like, Mm -hmm. 
we had the same heart in ministry. Why did you say no? And I think that's my story and where I'm still like a Jacob wrestling with the Lord sometimes of just like, why did you say no? Or like, how did that just end? Or why did he just turn this other way? And all those things. And so my story of singleness is more of trusting the Lord that the reason he allowed these pursuers and allowed these like what our world calls it now, like half relationship pursuit situationship. <laughs> I don't even know what the church calls it, but like allowed those things. I, I've just, I'm like, why Lord? But I've learned so much of like what to look for, like what the character is, like the the character that I like compromised in a guy of like, Oh, he's not that bad. Or like, this isn't too bad later to see it, you know, come out in something else. And so, um, you know, my story is like, yeah, like, you know, walking in singleness and encouraging other um, singles. But I also have the story of like, but I have dated and there have been pursuers and we've sought counsel and there are mentors and my mentor talked with his mentor. Like it just seemed like it was always lining up and then it just ended or the Lord said no. And a lot of the times it was either that the Lord, you know, said no. And I'm the one that was like, oh my gosh, well, the Lord said no, like gotta be obedient, you know? but also where the Lord had it fizzle out or we just like came to terms with like, this isn't going to turn into anything more. And I think a lot of the things that I ran into were um, just even seasons where the, I don't know, like the, when we talked about calling or what we're called to, it was almost like the heart wasn't always there. And I think that's where the Lord was like, you need more and I have more for you. But I was like, but but he does this and he does this and he's gifted in this. And it just always on paper just seems so perfect, but the heart, it wasn't what the Lord had, you know? And I think I just was like, well, it's perfect. We're going to make it work. And all these things that the Lord loves us so much and will not leave us, um, you know, to, to go astray unless we're really like, I'm out. But because we have that desire to be obedient to the Lord and to pursue all that the Lord has, of course, my heart, even if I was being like a brat about it was, I want what you have, even if it means ending this, even if it means saying no, even if it means walking away. And I think that's what I've learned because there's quite a few stories. I don't know why, but, um, you know, just trusting that, like I did hear from the Lord and there are times where the Lord will allow us to go through something and, and he, he, he just says no, or like, it's just, he knows the beginning to the end and he knew how this was going to end. And I will say, the Lord has spared me from a lot. Mm -hmm. The Lord has taught me a lot about like his correction because I'm not perfect and I'm a brat, but like his correction and just like his, the way he pursues me and the love that he has for me. And I look back at those and they're all great. They all, you know, like, um, love the Lord, all these things, but I wasn't who the Lord had for, for them. And they weren't who the Lord had for me, even though we maybe tried to make it work. Or we were like, yeah, ministry missions, you're perfect. All these things. But that's something that the Lord has allowed me to go through. And I've seen it when I've, you know, uh, mentored or counseled other younger women of just like, you know what, like, you just have to trust the Lord, you know? And so even me at, you know, this age, like I was telling Mariah yesterday, I was like, even when I was like in Bible college or had pursuers or whatever, I was like, I'll be, I'll have my kids by 30, by th yeah, no, 32. But it's just like, I have to trust the Lord that he spared me and he said no, and that he has someone so much better. But even in that, the Lord's had to do a lot of work because 
girl, I had a list of like, this is what I look for. Mm -hmm. This is what he has to do. And then over time it was taken away of like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe not the looks wise or maybe this, Mm -hmm. but more of the heart and the heart. And then finally, I think it was last, the last eight months or so, um, before I was moving on to this next little missionary journey, the Lord was just like, I want you to give all of that to me. And like, are you willing to walk in what I have for you and like who I have for you. And I was like, wait, no, he's got to do this, this, this. Like I've got to mm-hmm. come alongside him. He's got to come alongside me. And the Lord was like, no, 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 no. Like there's, there's a certain way that this goes and you're fighting against it. Yeah. And that's where I've had to come Shaking. to this place of, I want to not only surrender to the Lord's will, but I want to be submissive mm. to the Lord's will and what he has. And the Lord knows my heart. And like, I'm at the point where I'm like, Lord, like I've compromised in character. I've had you know, these gentlemen with these titles mm-hmm. and that we're in this, but I'm looking at the heart. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, the Lord's like, you just need someone who loves me supremely and who lives an obedient lifestyle and that there's fruit of that and that you can see that because whatever the Lord calls him to, he's going to be obedient in it. Just as by God's grace, I've been able to walk into these things or say no or allow the Lord to let them fall. And, you know, and so, yeah, my story of singleness is a little a little different it's a little Mm -hmm. messy but the lord is so good Mm -hmm. and i just have to trust that even coming up on 32 and having a heart for these things is just like the lord knows what he's doing and i have to remind myself of that too of like he knows best he didn't forget about me he's got my number Mm -hmm. he'll he'll send he's he's sent them before he'll send them again you know and it's just he's so good like that and he knows what we need and he knows how to meet us. Mm, So that's good. You know what I mean? What do you always say? Like kicking against the goods. Oh yes. My popular phrase is when, um, you know, Paul is kicking against the goats, but it's like, you know, um, why are you persecuting me? And it's like, why are you kicking against the goats? And I have a mentor who Mm. will always say when she knows I'm being stubborn and she's like, don't kick against the goats. And I know it. And the Lord is so good to, bring me to that scripture and I'm like oh man I'm I'm doing it again like mm-hmm. and I just know it and so there's that point too of like surrender and I don't want to yeah. kick against what the Lord has I don't want to kick against you know what he's doing even if he's doing things I don't necessarily planned or yeah. like or was like I don't know are you sure about this Lord I just want to walk in it you know mm. and all those other ones I I walked in you know and the Lord knew what the end was going to be and I do mm. I do believe that we do, we have a choice. And I think there are times where they chose and I chose. And there, I think there are times where I chose no of like, no, we're not compatible. No, we're not called. He doesn't have a heart for missions. So there's also a point where I was like, I made a choice too, mm. but the Lord is still faithful mm. to his word. I'm sovereign. Yeah. Cause even if let's just say, mm. I think women out there can be easily getting attacked. Like well, if I wasn't so picky in my 20s, you know, and I maybe pushed some guys away that could have worked out, was that it? God, like, are you done with me now? Mm. Can you not make it work? Mm. What would you say, Christina, to someone who's like not probably Mm. understanding the sovereignty of God and how, you know, there's free will, like you were saying, Mm. Krista, there's free will and there's Mm. consequences to sin. But Mm. like, if you were just back then, like maybe saying, I don't, because like example, me growing up, I always like the guy has to be six foot or taller. My fiance is my height. So it was not what I thought. Like when he first came to church, I'm like, I'm attracted to him, but it's not going to work out. Like vanity. Like it was all about everything that the Lord doesn't look at. He doesn't look at the outward, but Mm -hmm. the heart. And so what would you say to a woman who maybe pushed away some godly guys and now they're in their thirties and like, did I miss it? You know, like, 
what what do I do? Do I how do I repent for this? Like I don't know. What would you say to that? Yeah, you know, I I love that you mentioned that because you know, I often have people that tell me the same thing. You know, they're like, "Oh, Christina, the salad bar is growing dim," or it's like, you know, like you know, there's not that much wheat left in the fields. Like all the things people say. Me and um, Carissa, as like a comedy commercial break, we had a friend. Do you remember Rebecca? She was like the nurse, yes. Carissa, for like our yes. Okay, she told me that she was a missionary, you know, in Mexico, you know, at like the special needs orphanage. And uh, of course, you know, Rebecca had a desire to be married. But when she was 31, there is this uh, lady that worked at the orphanage that came to her and said, so did God call you to be a eunuch or are you a eunuch by choice? I was like, what's this thing with the eunuchs? And I just told her, I'm like, dude, just tell her you're a part of eunuchs for Christ and you have a Facebook page. (laughs) But some people assume, you know, if you've been single this long, they're like, I know. Yeah. They're like, do you have a desire And to be honest with you, like, when I think of who God is as our father, you know, like our, our expectations, like his, his expectations and list for us exceeds anyone that we could ever make for ourselves. But our lists that we make are different than his, you know, like his for us, I'm sure like with Mariah, like your husband probably embodies things that you need that you didn't even know that you needed, yeah. you know, that he has things that you were probably like, only God would have known that this is what my husband needed. And, um, and the Lord has always like shown me over time, I would say like qualities of what he has for me and my husband. And I didn't say that the first time, but I, I do desire to be married. I do desire to have kids, but I've told the Lord, bring it to me in a season when it's mm-hmm. time. Like I see my singleness as like a credit card. I just want to max yes. it out. You know, I want to do everything All that I could things. do. Like I spend my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I spend my time and like, I personally, I don't watch TV. I spend my time in the word going through sermons, my free time. I'm mentoring girls, pouring into girls. Like I want to spend every time the time that I have left in my singleness. Cause I do believe that the Lord has really shown me through multiple people in my life, including my overseeing pastor, my overseeing pastor is Ryan Reese. He's like, God has confirmed so many people like Christina. We do believe he's going to be bringing your husband soon. So I'm like, Oh girl, when you know, you only have five minutes before you have to go out the door. You're just like, I want to do all the things. Right. And so that's how I see the season, but that's how I've always seen my singleness because I know that God has someone for me and I had a list before, but to be honest, I don't really have a list anymore. I just kind of like Carissa, I've, I've, the Lord knows like, you know, what I need. He knows the desires of my heart and I've truly just given it into his hands because a lot of times those people, like what you said, Mariah, that they maybe missed out on a godly guy in their twenties and they're thinking, is it too late? If it was God's will, he would have gone to great lengths to make something happen, right? Because I know that God has gone to great lengths to keep me and Carissa, like the wrong guys, from something happening, right? Like God has a way of truly confirming those things. And I've realized, too, I have people that are always like, Christina, what about this guy? Or what about this guy? And and I'm like, oh, that guy's awesome, but I'm good. They're like, well, why? And I'm like... It's not that anything's wrong with them. It's that you only get to marry like one person, dude. It's not like, you know, and I know so much in this season, my calling that I know that when my husband rolls up on the scene, I'm just going to know, dude, I'm going to know 
because I know that the verse that God has given to me for my husband is like when um, Saul asked his servant, who is David? David was a man of war, you know, like prudent in speech, a good presence, you know, mm-hmm. a man of valor that the Lord, yeah, has shown me that mm. where I'm like, yeah, Lord, I will know. And honestly, I'm walking so confidently me and calling right now that sometimes these people that they are like, what about that guy? I'm just like, no, like, I don't feel called to plant a church in that area. Like, I don't feel called to do that. Like, God wouldn't have, God has often, to be honest with you, has protected my calling so much so that he has literally scared guys away, dude. I had a guy uh, from the East Coast that moved out to California because he thought I was his wife. He was from a Calvary Chapel from the East Coast. We'll just leave it at that. And, um, moved out here to be on staff at a church out here because he believed I was his wife. And when it really came down to it, right. Had said all the right things, all this stuff. But when I finally called him to the carpet and I said, okay, what are you going to do about it? He, you know, he got scared. And really, I truly believe there was two times something was going to happen, like starting a courtship, you know, starting something. And the Lord went to great lengths, like at the global conference at our church, which is Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs his people flew out, did a whole introduction. Like they approved. It was, it was like junior high, dude. I was with these very seasoned saints in the faith, you know, even everyone was like, but you know, and that's one thing that's also funny. We can laugh about. It doesn't matter how seasoned someone is in the church when it comes to stuff Mm -hmm. like this, it's junior high. It's always junior high trying to set people up. It's like junior high. And I'm just like, Oh no. But so true. The Lord, even at that point, went to great lengths to make sure it didn't happen. And I look back now and I've thanked the Lord for for protecting me, protecting my calling for because the Lord knows the desires of my heart. And to be honest, I would have had to give up everything that I am, everything that I'm doing Mm -hmm. to support someone that has a sphere of influence this big when God has called me to have a sphere to have a sphere of influence that's like a lot bigger And it's just different, to be honest with you. It's different. So to all the single girls out there, just know that if God wanted something to have happened back then, he would have made something happen. But God, and also too, like, I know that I have, the Lord has done such a work in me for me to become the woman I am in him today. And he will bring someone that's complimentary to that. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have to settle it's never settling for second best. It's like he will bring someone that's equally as mature, if not more, equally as seasoned. And I've I've met a lot of amazing individuals in their 30s that have just spent their whole youth serving the Lord and they are a great suitors. And I'm like, yes, Lord. So I'm I'm ready whenever the Lord decides. This is not like a pitch to anyone. This is just me saying, Found like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no. You know, it's so funny. My friend and I, my friend and I, we actually made a list called Calvary Chapel Couples and we put all the single like girls and guys. We're like, and we're connecting dots. We're like, who would be good? We're dumb. We're dumb. Yes, I know. Yeah. It reminds me of is Matthew 19, 6. It said what God joins together, let no man separate. And Mm -hmm. no man is also talking about you. Like you could do everything to mess it up. But I believe that the Lord, you know, he can make it come to pass if you're Mm. like my dad and my mom like their relationship everything went wrong but it just reminds me of like 
the verse Romans 8.28, which a lot of people know, but God works all things together of those who love him or are called according to his purpose. So I would say yes for people who are just like, you know, lukewarm and doing their own thing. But like Carissa said, God knows the beginning to the end. He knows who we're supposed to marry. He knows that. But again, I think maybe sometimes people just need to know that they're also God is not like, ha, you messed up and now mm. I have nothing for you. And like, that was it. Like, God is not like that. He's not a God that delights no. in evil or things like that. And so I think if you're struggling without that out there, you need to go back to knowing um, just who you are in Christ. And I know mm. you have the typical, everyone always says, oh, you're a daughter of the king and all this stuff. And then people are like, don't tell me that. That's mm-hmm. just so cheesy. But I would say that there is, it's not even something that you're struggling with if you're like oh man maybe i'm just such a sinner and i'm not um obeying and i like how one person said it they're like it's not an obedience issue as much as it is a love issue it's like if you don't really intimately gnoskos which means like how a man knows his wife and when it says in matthew 7 depart from me i never knew you or don't know you like if we don't know god that way i like how you were saying that christina is like why would we expect that like we should like god put me in a relationship but like forget about you i don't care about what we have together lord i just need you though to sovereignly bring it together and so i think like for me what i learned in my singleness is i almost had to like grieve my singleness i even told this to my fiance i was like it was so weird because i was so sure like when he came to the church the first thing i said to him is I'm going to be single. I'm never getting married. I'm going to be like Corey Ten Boom. I'm going to serve the Lord. And then two weeks later, my brother Morgan um, asked me to make him a sandwich because I was already making one. And I was like, no, make your own sandwich. And then he told me, he's like, Mariah, you're not single. You're just selfish. (laughs) And that like stabbed me in the heart. I was like, that is so mean. But then I was like, you know what? That is true. I feel like I'm trying to protect myself and be like, oh, I'm going to be single. But it was because I didn't want to serve. So the cool thing about you two as singles is you're serving the Lord. Mm. Like you're not just like done and okay, I'm just like searching for this person. Like you are waiting on the Lord and serving him. You're not stagnant. And it's not Mm. like if the Lord did bring someone to you guys, you'd be like, I'm not even going to look at him. I don't want to think about it. Like this has to be just like, him falling down from heaven mm-hmm. he has to be this perfect angel i think that what i see in you guys is that you really are like okay i want to do everything the lord's called me to do and in god your perfect mm-hmm. timing you make it happen and i want to kind of get into this this is a little taboo and a lot of people don't like to talk about it but the new thing that we're dealing with in our culture is everyone's like hey i don't have a relationship so There are plenty of dating apps to go Mm. on. And so I'm going to find a dating app and it's going to work and I'm going to make it work. And you know what? I was just talking to my friend out there and she just got married and met a guy on, I don't know if it was like Bumble or something. And I was joking with her, but she said it on her own. She's like, it was a miracle. Like it was a miracle that that happened and God worked it out, but I would not recommend it Mm. to other people. Wow. Because I mean, I don't know. What do you guys want to say about that? Because there's a balance especially with women because you get to a point where you don't want to just give up but there is a point where you need to trust in god's sovereignty i know in calvary's we don't really talk about that a lot because 
you know, we're not like Calvinists or not Arminian word word like the balance of free will and God's sovereignty. But what would you say to someone where they're like, well, what do I need to do? Like they're out there like, like, should I go on a dating app and why is that bad? And also I think this is my side note and then I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking too much. What would you say? Because I think this one pastor, um, he's a pastor in, in Texas he was saying, I think the issue with young adults is because they have too many options mm. that they're scared to commit. Like guys are scared yeah. to commit because they're like, what if there's another girl on this dating app that I missed? So yeah. anyway, that was a lot that I said. But Ooh. what would you guys say on that topic? Even though mm. we don't want to like offend people, but I want to preface it with like the Lord has given people success through that and God is good. But my own personal conviction, I think, what I've even relayed to other girls too is like, why are you going on the dating app? Are you lonely? Are you impatient? Mm -hmm. What's the motive of your heart? Are you seeking affirmation? Do you want to be desired? All those things you need to bring before the Lord, you know, like Lord search my heart, like Amen. see if there's any wicked way within me. And it's just like, okay, the Lord knows your heart. So, and I am a social media fiend. That is what I do. <laughs> so I think people would assume like, oh yeah, you're about it. And I'm like, wait, actually no. So let me tell you why. But honestly, what the Lord has shown me over time too is um, the passage where Abraham sends a servant and how he says like, oh, well, you know, how will I know? And he's like, the angel of the Lord will go before you, mm -hmm. you know? And then he goes and he so good. You know, prays a specific prayer and is like, okay, Lord, if she, you know, offers me a drink, but also my 10 camels, which was a lot, like that was a lot for a girl to like get yeah. the water, put it on her head, like walk over 10 times. But you know, what the Lord showed me was that there was an angel of the Lord that went before. So again, the Lord going before you, the Lord Amen. preparing the way, cause the Lord knows. And then also the, the heart of, of, um, of the girl, was it Rebecca? No, yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca. Um, Isaac Rebecca. or Isaac and Rebecca, but that she had a heart to serve. She yeah. not only served him in the water, but the 10 camels, you know, mm. and then how we see how, when she goes, Isaac is meditating in the field and then he like goes up and he sees her. And that is what the, that is a picture that the Lord has given me. And that's why I'm like, I just, I don't do the apps. It's not for me because in all the different testimonies, scenarios I've had, the Lord always brought us together. I never, we never went out of each other's way and it was always serving alongside each other, yeah. going to a conference, going to an event, going to a worship night. And we ran into each other and it was always as we both were being about the Lord's business. And so it's just like, that that's the best way. You love the Lord. You want to, someone who loves the Lord. It's like, and I was talking to my best friend in California too. And we were talking about how just stay in your lane, do what the Lord's called you to do, serve the Lord, use your gifts, like pour in, do everything and just serve the Lord. And like, should marriage be what he has for you? He's going to bring it. And we were talking, I'm like, I'm the Lord knows what's on our plate. I'm like, I'm too busy. Like, honestly, I'm like, I'm too busy to date. Like the Lord literally needs to bring this man when it's his timing into the places that I'm at, you know, school, work, church, like all these things of this is how the Lord is going to do it, you know, mm. because I don't want to quit what I'm doing for the Lord to, to just put myself somewhere to make myself self available. Yeah. Like I want to be about the Lord's business. And so I always joke with girls too. I'm like, just girl, just glean in the field glean in the field, you know? And it's like, yes, Ruth with Boaz, but she was, she was doing what she was called to do, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, that's my encouragement too. And, and yeah, you love Jesus. 
you want to find the guy serving, you know, but don't go like we we're talking, don't go to church for a guy, yeah. but like, but yeah, like practically like serve, give back to the body of Christ, give back to others, like love others, serve others, like put yourself, you know, um, last. Mm. And it's just like, because that's also what you want in your spouse. Like you're going to prefer one another at a, at, at the point in marriage, you're going to serve one another. You're going to have to die to self. If you can't die to self in serving and loving others already, you're going to have a real hard time in marriage. I'm not even married, but that's just like, mm. you know, like that's just Practice the heart of, of the Lord. Yeah. So that is, that is why that's my own personal conviction on the dating apps because of what the Lord has shown me and through his word and through scripture and has modeled that. But not only that, I've seen, I've seen him place me places and like, He's brought it together. Yes, it ended because obviously I'm not married, but he brought it together and we were both seeking the Lord and we were both serving and like we were both on the same journey and it's the Lord's will. Like it was his way that they ended, but I can say to each and every single one of them, we were serving alongside each other. We were doing the work of the Lord. We were continuing in our, our purpose. We were walking out in our calling, you know, Mm. and, and the Lord did it. And that's, I think my encouragement is, Trust that the Lord is big enough to do it and you don't have to Mom. go out of the way. And I know other, I don't know, other churches, other, even people will encourage of like, well, like put yourself out there and da, da, da. Yes and no. I mm-hmm. think it also just comes down to like, what is God showing you? What has he called you to? What is he showing you? What is he speaking to you? If he, you know, if you feel like I, I do, I want to tell this friend like, hey, pair me up with so-and-so. It's not the worst thing. Yeah. And, and God, you know, you have a choice, but. Personally, for me, I've just seen the Lord bring it. I've seen him do it. Yeah. I've seen his answers Amen. of yeses and nos and a no and all these things. And so it's just like, let the Lord do it. I don't know. That's my encouragement to the women. Just let the Lord do yeah. it. Be about the Lord's business. Serve and just like, the Lord knows. Amen. But keep your eyes on the Lord. And every time I've talked to young yeah. men, they always say that the women they don't like are the ones who are just looking at the guys or looking at them. Like, even I think it was Jeremy Camp and his wife and some other missionary. And then my brother with his wife, my fiance with me. It's always when you're not looking at that guy because you're like, oh, it's either not going to happen or I'm just so busy serving the Lord that I'm not looking at you. And those are the girls that even guy, godly guys look for. Like, they look for the women who are not in a weird way, like, interested in them. But the girls, when I've been interested in a guy and, like, super obsessed with them, it hasn't worked out because they're like, whoa, 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 like, calm down. But I've noticed that the relationships that have come together are the ones where they're, like, it's not that they're mean to the guys because you don't want to be, like, a jerk or, like, have show them no interest if you do like them. But I would say, like, if the guy wants to be with you, he will pursue you. And if he doesn't, then that's on them. But I'm just saying... The sad thing is I think there's a competition. So I would want maybe you to talk about this, Christina. And then I know we have to wrap it up because you got to go. But there's a competition even in the church realm. There's, let me tell you, there's a lot more at our church. How many girls do we have? Like 20 girls and two guys. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of one guy. So basically what's happening is you have this, like a guy comes to church and it's just like, you know, like like just bees. Four. Yeah, probably. But I'm just saying for the most part, it it is hard for girls where they're like, oh, I don't want to miss the opportunity or it's yeah, this girl is really putting herself out there and I'm not. So Mm -hmm. um, and what would you say, too, because 
this is a side note and this will be these two questions as the last question you're in your 30s and you could easily think oh no guy's gonna like maybe want me because i'm 30 and all this stuff and then we're gonna want the 20 year old the young like, 20 yeah but like what would you say to that just to give women first in their 30s like peace to not be like oh no i have to grab this guy because i'm getting older and also mm. but there's all these young younger girls that are like going after the guy like why are they taking all these good guys or whatever but i don't know what would mm. you say to that yeah you know i think there was something you said that was very interesting because and even what chris has said that you're either going to be the one to do it mm-hmm. and sign your name where it says author mm-hmm. in your story or you could let the Lord do it, right? And even when it comes to, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, I can't think of exactly where it is now, but it talks about people that serve just for eye service, mm. you know, where they're only serving to be seen and it's not authentic. It's That would be equivalent to the Pharisees, yeah. them just serving to be seen by others. And I, to be honest, at this point, I could spot those people from a mile away. Yeah. And I've seen those girls come in. Mm and only serve and do things when that guy is around. But, but when that guy's not around, they're not serving, they're not loving people. And I've seen guys settle for those girls and regret it later because they were not the real deal. And the truth is as the real deal, you want someone that's the real deal. So even now, like I travel a lot and, you know, just with whosoever is and whatever, because I guess you could, a lot of people put me in the category of like an evangelist. So my, my ministry is like mobile, you know, I'm always on the go. Or a missionary, so I'm always on the go. But when I go serve the Lord, I put like, you know, it's like I put my apron on and I'm like, Lord, I'm about your business. I'm here for you. I'm here for your people. I'm not there scoping things out. Like even when we had like the um we have like we like our the Calvary Chapel Church, we're at a Calvary Gold Springs, we host like the global conference, the West Coast conferences, people come from all over. And there's some single girls that are like, Oh girl, we gotta scope it out. And I'm like I'm just here trying to get fed, dude. I like, I'm poured out 12 months out of the year. Like I was like, I just need to like, I'm going to be on my knees in the back and worship. I'm going to be taking notes in the studies. And I would hope that that would be the same thing as my husband, Mm -hmm. that he would be, because that is the woman that I am. That's Mm -hmm. the man that I want. Mm -hmm. And, and I love what you said, Mariah, because a true man in God, um, he, I love that like true men of God, they often go for the girls that are serving authentically because they see that their eyes are on the Lord. Like one of our friends, um, he has a cool story. Him and his wife just took over Calvary Chapel Downey, Art and Brianna, mm-hmm. and they were on staff at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs before. And he will always say like, he was like, you know, all the girls wanted art, but he got his wife, Brianna, and she served humbly. Mm-hmm. She served at Pastor Rawls' like radio program. She was humble. She would serve behind the scenes. She didn't care to be seen. And he was like, I want that girl because her worship to the Lord is authentic. And the truth is, like, you will attract the person that you have become in the Lord. And you only want someone that you've become in the Lord. And to be honest, I'm at a point now where I'm like, Lord, I know that. When my husband comes up on the scene, he's going to be a very seasoned saint. And I'm excited for that because I have spent my whole life serving you. And I know that my husband's going to come and he's going to be a man who has had some battle time. And I'm excited for that. And so how I, I don't walk into church trying to search. I don't go into church like looking over like, is it that person or that person? I truly believe that the Lord is sovereign and the Lord will bring you that person in your time. I mean, like same thing with me, Mariah. 
and on and with a lot of dating apps unfortunately it's you trying to write your own story it's you trying to make things happen it's you putting yourself in a position where a lot of uh like we said carissa taking things in your own hands and also a lot of christian dating apps have become hookup sites Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of a lot of empty hookups, a lot of empty dates. And I would rather just say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. Mm-hmm. And to the single girls, whether you're in your 20s or 30s, work on you, girl. Mm-hmm. Every house has a leaky faucet. Every house has rotting wood, floors that need to be redone. You work on you and you be the best version of you. Mm-hmm. And you be confident because the most attractive thing to any person is confidence. But most of all, confidence in Christ. Yes, in the Lord, not in yourself, not in your looks, not in anything else. And when your husband rolls up on the scene, I'm sure that's what Boaz saw in Ruth. He was like, my girl is out here gleaning in the fields, you know, she's just doing it. And when the servant saw, you know, homegirl with the camels, he said, look at this girl over here. Because I almost wonder why he said, Lord, the one that's willing to water the camels. because he was thirsty. <laughs> yeah. But also that would have taken that, that was a specific sign of service, right? You know what it's going to take. And she was that godly woman. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, just all the singles out there, some of (laughs) y'all, some of y'all are thirsty, dude, but like, cool off, right? Yeah. People need to chill. (laughs) Seek the Lord, be satisfied in the Lord because a marriage is not going to fix the loneliness issue you have in your heart. Mm-hmm. Only a relationship with Christ, dude. Mm-hmm. I know some amazing pastors' wives where um, my favorite pastor's wife is Sharon Reese, Ryan Reese's mom. She is like the goat of Calvary Chapel, in my opinion. And uh, other than, you know, your mom, Mariah, she was an amazing woman, you know. And, um, and it's like, and you bet that those women, you know, whether their husbands were traveling or teaching or, you know, at home till late while their husbands are ministering, they were so good in who they were in the Lord because they found their satisfaction in the Lord. And so that's what you want, dude. That's what you want. And so, yeah, that's all I got. Amen. Well, I know you got to go soon, but I... I don't know. I just am encouraged by you ladies, how it's not something that a lot of women your age want to talk about. All you want to do is like stress and rush, but there's like this peace in you guys. Like what, mm. what does the Bible talk about? Peace that surpasses all understanding because your eyes are fixed on Jesus. Cause ultimately let's just say I don't even end up getting married or like I always joke. I'm like, I could pass away. My fiance Ryan could pass away. Mm. Let's say the Lord comes back. Praise uh-huh. Jesus. We're all praying for that. He might come mm-hmm. back on my honeymoon. I mean, like everyone <laughs> jokes about that, but it's like, you know what? Praise God, because yeah. this life is so short. And I was yeah. talking to the ladies in my Bible study because we're going through First Corinthians 7 right now. And it's talking about those who are married to live as though you're single, like mm-hmm. live that you do not have a spouse because these wow. times are getting so dark mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. so messed up. So it's like, don't marry a spouse that's going to pull you away from Christ. Make sure you're marrying someone who's like leading you and pushing you Mm -hmm. towards Christ. If Mm -hmm. you have someone who you're going to have to fix or drag, Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Trust me. You do not want to find a fixer upper. And that's just something that the Lord's been um, speaking to our women's group. Because a lot of them have married people who are not Christians and Mm -hmm. all these things. And they're just telling me as like even the younger 
women like Titus too, just training the younger women is like, yes. don't do what I did. Like God's mm. working it out, but it's hard. It's mm. painful. Mm. Like you said, Christina, I'm not able, there's like, I'm not able to do what I feel like the Lord called me to do. Mm. I'm not mm -hmm. even always able to be at church and do this. Like, yes, that's their ministry, but I think there's God's sovereign will. Like God can work it out, but there's also God's perfect will. And I just love that you guys want to walk in that as long as it's going to take, mm. however, whatever it's going to look like. So I just, yeah, I just pray that the Lord continues to bless you. And if you never get married, think of like how much you're not going to miss out in heaven. You're not going to be mm. like, man, I wish I married so-and-so. You're going to yeah. be like, thank you, Jesus. I get more rewards than these girls <laughs> who got married. Like I'm just like storing all these treasures in heaven because I was able to just be fully devoted to Christ instead of maybe distracted by someone who wasn't supposed to be your husband. So mm anyway yeah. encouragement to you ladies i'm very blessed by you but any closing thoughts i don't know if you had anything else christina but we'll actually we'll have a closing thought for carissa and then we'll have you close and like share where they can find you christina and perfect yeah any closing thoughts carissa yeah no just i just i feel so like i don't know just so strongly even just to say to to continue to keep your eyes on the lord but just like there's such an urgency, you know, and I think us as believers are seeing just that the world is getting darker and it's getting yeah. harder to go places and share the gospel. And it's getting harder to have conversations We're we're hearing of fellow believers falling away from the faith, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, when you read your Bible, you're starting to see that these things are happening yeah, and Jesus said promised. that they would. And yeah. so the Lord has just given me just such an urgency to, to like, just really relish this single season, you know, because I do, you know, have obviously like all the stories I have, have a desire to be married. I do like, want to be a mom like yesterday. That's the joke I have. But like, I do have this desire, but I want what the Lord has and I want it in his perfect timing and I want who the Lord has. And it's like, I would so, I say this all the time, I would so much rather be single for however long the Lord has than to marry just because I was impatient or mm -hmm. just to marry to say that I got married. Yeah. You know, like I want Ooh, who the good. Lord has and I want like the Lord to, to bring it together. But I also am like, Lord, mm. I am, there's just people perishing. There are lost souls everywhere mm. we go. And it's like, I just have such an urgency to share the gospel. And like, unless you're going to bring that man, that's going to have that same urgency exactly. that is running the race as hard as I am by God's grace, like, unless he's there, like, we're not, we're not doing this. I'm mm -hmm. not messing around all those things. And that's where, you know, my encouragement of just like, serve the Lord, serve the Lord wholeheartedly. And not because you're like, oh, if I serve him, he's going to bring me someone. Because when I talk to girls, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you're promised marriage, no. but I know you're promised eternity with the Lord. And that's the ultimate fulfillment. That's the ultimate goal for us as Christians. And so it's like, you know, don't just do it to have the fulfillment of marriage, like serve the Lord because he's good and he's Amen. worthy. And this is our, our worship to him, you know, is to serve him. And should the Lord have marriage for you guys? Like praise the Lord. And if he doesn't praise the Lord, Amen. you know, and I think that's just something that I'm walking in is like for a long time, I was like, I don't know, Lord, like what's going on. I'm a single missionary, all these things. He is, you know, done away with so many plans, but I know that the Lord, you know, does have marriage, you know, and, and his timing, and that's, that's that, like, that's all I have. And it's just like, okay, Lord, your word's true. That, okay. And mm. should the Lord, you know, like bring it awesome. Doesn't. Okay. But the Lord is still good. But I, I just, I'm like, I just want to serve the Lord all my days, you know, and, and 
bring someone that's going to serve him all the days too and mm. that's it but if not like then then i don't want it lord yeah. you know so yeah. serve the lord serve the lord gladly joyfully use your gifts like walk in purity too. yes walk in pu- yes walk in purity have mm-hmm. these things before the lord have the lord cleanse your heart all those things yeah. and pursue you know aggressively pursue holiness with Amen. the lord exactly. but serve singles serve just Mm -hmm. because it's like you don't know when this time is up so study your bible serve love on others go out of your way to minister like just be available because when you're married it looks very different so yep Mm. amen christina yeah thoughts and then share yeah you as well awesome so one of my favorite songs as of late has been by mbl worship and it's like missionary, like it's called missionary something. But in this, the lyrics of the song says, I will preach the gospel, die and be forgotten as long as you get the glory. And I was like, yes, Lord, like let that be the desire of my heart that at the end of time, when I stand before him, like my, honestly, that to me has been the deepest desire of my heart. And whether you do that in singleness or in your marriage, that our life is just to showcase the Lord's glory and the Lord knows the desires of our hearts and he will bring that in his timing, but we got to keep him the main thing. We got to keep loving him and serving him the main thing. And so that's all I have to say, but thank you guys so much for having me today. You could find us at um, at the whosoevers.com or at the whosoevers on our Instagram. And I'm also on there as well. And so it was such an honor to be here with you guys today. So thank you. And I'm really looking forward to your relationship series you're going to be doing. It's going to be so good and so needed for the church for this time. Well, thank you so much, Christina. Yeah. We'll link everything in the description below. And if you Thank haven't you. already, please make sure to like, yeah. subscribe, and share this video. If you like to listen to us, wherever you get your podcast, just type in Calvary Conversations. You can also follow us or behind the scenes on Instagram at Calvary Conversations and check out our website in the description below. If you like to support this podcast, it's listener supportive, you can do that as well. Thanks so much, guys, and God bless. Mm-hmm.